Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. All right, what's up, guys? Good morning. Welcome to Game Changer. I'm David Villa, and um, we're going to dive right in this morning. Hope you guys are having a wonderful Tuesday. And uh, we're going to dive right into uh, the series on the names of God. We've been talking about this, started Friday, and uh, continued yesterday with name drop. And then today we're going to continue with with John Doe. John Doe. And what we're doing is um, we're trying to really hammer home and discuss the names of God and and really helps us identify really what this is about. God knows who he is. You know, it's funny because, um, you know, you may not know who you are, but God knows who he is. There's no, there's no issue. There's no identity crisis ever with God. He knows who he is. And uh, matter of fact, when we talked uh, last week, we brought up when he addressed uh, Moses at the burning bush and Moses was you know, expressing to God the disqualifications that he had, you know, God, I can't do this, you know, because of these reasons and, and this reason, and God began to overcome them one after the other. And then he said, you know, they won't listen to me. You know, who, who should I tell them sent me? And then God said, tell them I am sent you. And so God doesn't have any issues with who he is. He understands who he is. So we wanted to go the John Doe route this morning, because do you know who you are? And and more importantly, the reason you need to know who you are is so that others will know whose you are. Do you know who you are and who you belong to? Because the reality is the Bible says we'll know them by their fruit. And, you know, I want to look at that for a second, because if you can identify somebody by their fruit or by the lack thereof, then you're going to be able to label them or name them and see the world does use labels, but God uses names. The world uses labels, but God uses names. And so, you know, John Doe is when somebody arrives, right? You know, there's, you watch these uh, CSI shows or these hospital shows, what have you. And somebody arrives without proper identification, you know, and they don't, they don't know who they are, but they're, they're, they're required. They have, uh, it's required medical attention needed. And, or medical attention is required or needed and they tag this person or they put this person as a John Doe, right? This is, or a Jane Doe. This person is, we don't have a name on this person. We don't have any identification. We don't know who they are. And if this person passes away without this identification, then they place that John Doe or Jane Doe tag right on their, on their toe, so to speak. At least that's what it's like in the TV programs and the movies, right? And I want you to know this morning that you are, you are, bought by a price and God has named you. And not only that, he's named you after himself. And that's the thing. You have to know, you have to, to know who you are. You have to know whose you are and to know whose you are. You have to know the God that you serve. So we've been talking about a lot of these things this morning. I want to get a little more, I want to get a little more intimate and I want to get a little more fathering, you know, with, with the Lord in this, in the names, you know, um, there's some interesting uh, pronunciations, but this morning, and I looked this up just now, that's what I was doing right before the show to make sure I got it right, because it's one of those things you need to play over and over, because it's, let's just face it, you know, you're not saying this all the time, but Yahweh 
Zavath, if I said it right. <laughs> I probably didn't because I already forgot the little video. It's, it's pronounced this way. You can look up the pronunciation, Mike, and then you can see if you're listening to your ears, and then you can maybe come and break right in. But you can spell it this way. It's Yahweh, and it's T-Z, as in zebra, V as in Victor, A, apostrophe O-T. I listened to a little song where someone sang it, all right? And I, and I tried very hard to pronounce it. But let's just get beyond the pronunciation. Maybe someone can help with that. I know we have a, a Lisa is like a Jewish scholar over here, you know, or something. She, uh, she threw out all kinds of uh, the proper pronunciations yesterday. So get beyond the pronunciation for a second. Here's what it means. And by the way, you're probably never going to say that, but you can read that. But what you will say is what it means. He's the Lord of hosts. You know, looking at David when he prevailed over Goliath, right, with a sling and stone. And, you know, when you're up against these insurmountable situations, it's important to know that you're not just a nobody, right? That you're not, you're not just a nameless person. I mean, I could be speaking to someone right now that has had, you know, that really doesn't have a relationship with their natural father or their natural mother. And maybe in the natural or in this world system, you don't really know who or whose you belong to. You don't really know your identity. You don't know your heritage. When you see the ancestry you know, commercials, you don't really know where you come from. You don't know your lineage. You don't know what your ancestors did. You don't really know what they accomplished or what they faced. And so you have a problem with identity in this world. And I want, you, I want to tell you, you face battles and you don't know who you are. But in this scripture here, David could relate to that, even though he knew who his father was. His father was Jesse. Matter of fact, Saul asked him after he killed Goliath, he said, he said, Who, who's your dad? And he said, you know, my father's Jesse. And he began to give the, the family crest, so to speak, and resume. But the reality is David understood something about rejection because earlier on in his life or earlier on in this story, even when we meet David, you know, Saul was king and Samuel was told to go to David's house. Jesse's house where he would anoint one of his sons. And as he went through the lineup of, of children, of sons, you know, he got to the last one in the room and God rejected every one of them. David wasn't even in the room. So his own father didn't invite him. So David understood a little bit what it was like and what it felt like to be rejected or what or discounted. He was, matter of fact, when Samuel said, is, the, is this all your sons? He said, well, I have one more. But Jesse, even in there in the description, the lack of an imitation, and then even in the description, he said, but he's just a boy. You know, he's, he can't be the one, what he was saying. Yeah, I mean, he was disqualifying him. And so when David, David dealt with identity crisis, identity struggles, you know, can I do this? Can I make this? Can I become somebody? But David, when he faced Goliath, and by the way, on the wilderness and in that situation when David felt, faced this identity crisis, it was during those times when he was out tending the sheep, probably dealing with the rejection and dealing with you know the betrayal and dealing with those types of issues. It's when he became intimate with Abba Father. Amen? He became intimate with God, Abba Father. And Abba means daddy, right? I mean, God became his daddy out there. And that's another name of God. But you know, when he began to... Uh, when he when he came to feed his brothers and bring cheese to his brothers and visit the battle, and then he was presented with Goliath. You know, we know the story that Goliath, you know, David rose up to the challenge, and Goliath, you know, spoke to him and laughed at him and said, you know, what am I, a dog? And really began to kind of mock David. And here's what David said: David didn't come to him and say, "Hey, don't you know who my dad is? 
You know, the other brothers that were there, there were three of them that they were the eldest that were all strong. They were in battle. They joined the battle. The others were at home and then David was tending the sheep. But the three eldest and strongest soldiers were in battle with Saul, but none of them stepped up to Goliath. But they would have maybe said this. Maybe they would have said, hey, don't you know I'm Jesse's kid? Don't you know that I'm that Jesse's my dad and I'm Jesse's son? And you come and mock Israel and my family's been here for this long and we have this generation. David didn't do that. When David stood up to face the, the, the giant in his life, the Goliath, with just a sling and stone, five stones, I mean, humanly speaking, his fate is sealed. The outcome of the battle was decided in advance. I mean, that's just the way it was. People didn't believe that he could do it. So David prevailed over the Philistine, but here's the deal. He came to the Philistine. Listen, David's victory, his unshakable faith was in Yahweh. Did you get the pronunciation? I've not found a good okay. video to try to find it yet. <laughs> Yahweh Zabbath. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I got. Okay. The Lord of hosts, David knew God and had faith in him. He knew who's he was. He knew who he belonged to and he had faith in him. And here's what David declares just before striking down Goliath. He said, you come to me with a sword, with a spear. You come to me with a javelin, right? You come to me with your pedigree. You come to me with your resume. You come to me with your, you know, with, with, with the terror that you place inside. You come to me with your history. You come to me disease. You come to me with this track record. Listen, poverty, you come to me with this situation. Listen, lack, you come to me. Listen, divorce. Listen, listen, uh, you know, uh, raising, have a history and a pattern of not raising children right in my family. You come to me with this poverty. You come to me with this doubt. You come to me with this <clears throat> comma, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. So he was not coming in the form of John Doe. He was not coming in the form of a bastard child or a child that came out of the system. He was coming going, Hey, I identify with my daddy. I identify with Abba father. I'm going to name drop the Lord of hosts. And I'm going to come to you in knowing good and well, whose son I am, right? He knew this is what I'm coming to you. You come to me with this. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. So here are, the, here are some small keys to great victory. You want them? A sling and, and several stones, courage, unshakable faith, and especially the Lord of hosts. So David took off the armor that Saul put on him because he wasn't qualified for it, because he, has not, he had not qualified in man's eyes but he was qualified in God's eyes. I want to say that again. If God calls you, he knows what he's doing. Don't question God. If God calls you, he'll qualify you. God called David. David wasn't qualified in man's eyes, but he was qualified in God's eyes. So David, the keys to victory, a great victory, but yet small keys, a sling in five stones versus the armor of Saul. He came with courage, but he had courage, not in his resume and not in what he had done, but in courage the courage that God had placed in him. He came with unshakable faith, knowing that, listen, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or just like Daniel in the lion's den, hey, I'm going to do it anyway. And if God doesn't come through, then oh, oh well. But if he does come through, then I'm going to get victory. So that unshakable faith, and especially he came in the name of the Lord of hosts who was on his side. 
So what's the battle you're facing? As a, as a, you know, the world would say you're a John Doe. The world would say you're a Jane Doe. The world would say that you don't amount to anything. That you know, what, what, what? Why do you deserve this job? Why do you deserve this promotion? Why do you deserve this business? Why do, why do you deserve this? You know, the world would say this. And so, what's your battle? Is it depression? Do you have a fear of losing your job? How about this? Do you have a fear of failing this next step or this next chapter in your life? How about an illness? You're facing an illness or someone close to you is facing an illness or a fight with temptations. Maybe you're fighting temptation on a daily basis and you go, well, I, I, who can relate to me? Well, Jesus can relate to you because Jesus was, was fighting temptation not only every day of his life, just like you and I, but there was a recorded version of 40 days where the, listen, God, there's so many things. The Bible talks about this and even says this in the word that of all the things that we've seen in the word and heard all the stories turning water into wine and, you know, and, and Jesus being baptized and, you know, the blind Bartimaeus being healed. And I mean, all of these, the lepers being cleansed and all the miracles that are recorded in the Bible. The Bible says this, it says that for everything that Jesus has done, there is many, many more. And it says so many that if all were recorded, if all were recorded, then the book would fill up this earth. Meaning that there's so many things that we, that are not recorded for us to read that Jesus did. So Jesus was tempted every day, every day. You just have a recorded 40 day version because that's all God needs to record to prove the point that you can do it. And I can do it with him, with the Lord of hosts, Yahweh. So the pronunciation I found was Zaba'o. Zaba'o. Okay. I'll go with that. Cause I don't know any different. And our scholar is not weighing in today. <laughs> <laughs> Yahweh Zabado. By the way, I was 12 sites in when I finally found a pronunciation right, that man. made sense. Because I, I'll be honest with you, I, was, I got like a little bit of a splinter right here because I teased on a pew and it stuck into my gums when I was little. All right. That's how long I've been in church and I've never heard that word right there. And it's okay. Okay. I teethed on a pew. But I've heard Lord of hosts. So is your battle a fight with temptations? How about a complicated family? situation is that what you're dealing with whatever your battle is called it's not beyond the reach of the lord of hosts amen he's the lord of hosts he's 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 your strength he's your strength i want to i want to move into just a more common uh version i want to i want to track try to tackle two more here and we could you guys are going to have a lot to say i'm sure about these <clears throat> these are more common but let me just start by saying you shall not want as a, as a john joe or jane doe you know you don't have not only do you not have family <clears throat> or you don't have identification but let's not look at it as a form of a form of uh of of hospitalization which is where we see that let's look at it in life maybe you're not called john doe in life but you're not called by your father's name or you're not called by your mother's name or you're not, or, or you're, you've had, you've, you've been dealt a hand in life that is just not this, the odds in the deck are stacked against you. I'm going to say you shall not want. And you know, we're, so we're going through and we're going to, we're going to talk about Yahweh Rohi, Yahweh Rohi. Sound more confident with that one. It is. It's, all, it's a four letters. <laughs> I looked it up. Ro he. R O H I. 
and it says it says pronounced R-O-H-E-E. So he, like he haul, baby. Like, <laughs> I mean, like there's no doubt there. Rohi. Yahweh Rohi. And this is it. The Lord is my shepherd. I like to proclaim that, right? David, the psalmist, said that in Psalms 23. Man, it's a famous psalms. I've been reading that in the um, in you version. We broke that down a few months ago in our church. But it's powerful if you really read it. It's uh, one of those scriptures that has just been around. I mean, they've all been around. But I mean, it's been around in our lives, in church life. It's kind of a Sunday school staple. But I mean, if you really break it down, it's one of those verses that it was around when I was little, but you hear the, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? It becomes so deep and it's like, you know, just, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm so young. I, I'm not anywhere close to dying. And that doesn't apply. That's not even what it's talking about. But you hear that. And it's like this chanted verse, like this chanted, I say chant, chanted, not enchanted, chanted verse, like in religious circles, you know, Catholicism and different things. They just chant this verse. Like it's like, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art. You know what I mean? It's like so mystique. But if you break it down, it's powerful. You know what I'm talking about? It's like one of those verses that you just almost discount. It's like because, it's made for because a people overuse yeah. it. It's it's one of those that it really is deep and it has a lot of meaning behind it. But it's so overused. It's like how about misused too? Misuse. You're 100 right. I mean, how can you misuse the scripture? You can. Just because you stubbed your toe on the coffee table walking to get coffee in the morning does not mean you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? You know, like it's just one of those things that's so overused and it, and you're right. The chanted, like it, it really is used almost like a hype verse that it's overused in that sense where like it loses its meaning because like you're looking at it almost as literally like a hype point mm -hmm. to like build up your courage to face something that you're fighting. And like, it's not, it's not meant as a battle cry. Yeah. It, it, it's meant as like. What's the word I'm looking for? Kind um, of becomes like corny and cheesy. After it's it's meant more for comfort, it. knowing that like yeah, you're walking through a difficult time, but God's with you the entire time. You're not walking alone. It's not 300 where you're preparing yourself to go up against the Spartans and you have to chant this in order to go into a fight. And I'm like, I'm not trying to you know down on somebody, but that's why that I feel like that verse loses so much. Is so mm -hmm. many people have used it in so many weird ways that it's just lost it. Right. I don't know. When you said that, though, I was literally thinking that I'm like, every time I've heard that verse in a church, if I've heard somebody say it, they always have to like, they change their tonality. They change it to like, it literally becomes like a war chant for them. Look like, it up. What? Look it up in the message version. Let's look it up in the message version so that we cannot even be tempted to read it in like a religious fashion. Let's look it up in the message version because it just breaks it down into kind of, uh, let's see here. Up there, you know. Up. What's up? Yeah, right there. Down. Up. <laughs> We're just like, all right. So, open up the whole thing there. Uh oh. Hold on. Let me go. Some more. Yeah, it's like the whole chapter. It's the whole chapter of 23. Just read full chapter right underneath it. So, even when. All right. It's the message. All right. God, my shepherd. I love it. First mm -hmm. of all, you know, think about that. The Lord is my shepherd. When you, when you, th there's a place for Lord. I mean, you, you, the, the Lord is my shepherd. I mean, you need, you know, the, the name of God that, that, that points to him as Lord. You need that. 
But I mean, sometimes you, sometimes you, you need God in a different fashion. That's why there's different names. That's what God's basically saying. I'm all things. I'm, I'm, I'm like everything you need. I'm all sufficient. And so if you read here, just the simple fact is that God, my shepherd, just somebody can approach God that way. God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. So here's the thing. Let me just start by this. It's almost in a prayer form. It, it almost is in a prayer form, or you can take the scripture and put it into a prayer form. And if you look at it, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, you know, it shall not want almost as like, I won't want in the future is makes you almost feel like, but if you really look at it here, it breaks it down. God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. You're coming to him and you're telling him, you're my shepherd. I don't need anything. You, and then you go on and tell him why you've bedded me down in lush meadows. You've, you've found me quiet pools to drink from true to your word. You let me catch my breath. You send me in the right direction. Even when the way goes through death Valley, I'm not afraid. So it's when it's when it's going through the darkest times. I, I saw what they call the Valley of the shadow of death when I was in Israel. That's what the, the Valley, I mean, they, the scholars feel that David wrote it there. You know, when he was looking even over or could have written it there, but this is where he was talking about. It. And it's just a deep Canyon area, kind of like the, like a grand Canyon type thing, but smaller, but like a Canyon and he's in a, and it will be scary if you're walking through there, it would be, it would be dark. Your vision would be impaired if you're walking through there. So even when the way goes through there, I'm not afraid. So it can't be death because you don't, you go, it's appointed unto man to die once. It's, it's, it's when you walk through the dark places of, or the death places of life, I'm not going to be afraid. And the next time I go through it, I'm not going to be afraid. And the next time I go through it, I'm not going to be afraid. And again, and again, and again, when you walk at my side, your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. Well, that's basically knowing that God's there. How do you know God's there? Because every once in a while you get out of bounds, that little, that little, you know, crook, I guess that's what they call it, you know, keeps you honest. You serve me a six course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head. My cup brims with blessing. I mean, he's talking about when you're hungry, he feeds you right in the middle of your enemies. We talked about, he, he talks about when, when you're, when you, why, why do you need to be revived? It's because you're empty, right? I mean, your head's, your head's down. He picks it up. He revives you. He, then he overflows you. You know, your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. You know, you chase me. Even when I don't feel like I need to be chased and no one else is chasing me, you're chasing me. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. So David breaks this down, man. But here's the deal. It all starts with, this is what, this is what Jehovah Rohi is. God, my shepherd. This is what you get when you get a shepherd. You get somebody that tends to the sheep that goes after the 99 when the one goes after the black sheep, goes after the, the, the one when he's lost. That's the shepherd, right? The heart of the shepherd. I like this breakdown of this verse better just because of verse four, the way they've got it worded, even when the way goes through Death Valley. Mm. And it's not like, see, the other the other forms, and I think that's also part of why it feels kind of off, is it's just, though I walk through the valley, like it makes it sound like every step that you're taking in life is the valley of the shadow of death. And it's like, it's not. Even when the way goes through the de- <clears throat> through Death Valley, I'm not afraid when you walk at my side. And I feel like that's the part that gets overlooked so much. You know, when I walk, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil for the Lord is with me. Yeah, that sounds great. But this, this really does break it down in a better way. Yeah. I feel like this is much more. And again, there's different translations, different versions. People use it, but this is a much easier way to in, interpret that. And it doesn't sound like you're a Spartan preparing for war. It just sounds like a prayer. Like you said, sounds like you're venting to God. Yeah. It sounds like you're, you're just, you're declaring to God. And sometimes you need that. Doesn't it feel good to know that, <clears throat> that discovering who God is with all the names of God, 
which are just descriptions. It doesn't change. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He just has always been all of these things. He's everything. He's, he's all sufficient. You know, it's kind of going like the scripture or the, 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 the you know, that God is enough. He's just enough. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I was going to go into another one. We don't have time, A, but B, I think this is good to end here. But I will tell you this, a little insight in tomorrow. We're going to talk about, Lord, where, where are you? And we're going to talk about, I want to, I want to kind of bring up not only the name, and I'm not going to give you the name now that we're going to talk about, but then I want to add to it. And I want to prove to you in scripture that God's got you completely surrounded. So with this name <clears throat> that I'm going to give you tomorrow, that we're going to go over tomorrow, and we're going to probably just, just stay on this one name tomorrow. We're going to start it by this. God, if you've ever, ever wondered, even recently, Lord, where are you? then tomorrow is the day you need to tune in because we're going we're gonna to talk about that. Lord, where are you? And it's okay to ask that. And then we're going to show you in Scripture. We're going to give you a name. And then we're going to break it. I'm going to break down Scripture and show you how God has got you completely surrounded on all sides. And I'm going to give you Scripture on every one of them. It's going to be powerful. <clears throat> I might preach a little bit tomorrow. You've been, honestly, you've been kind of preaching the past few days. I might preach a little bit tomorrow. I don't know. Oh. Just because it's in me. This is a message. Actually, this, this scriptures are going to come comes from a message that I preached. Um, God's got us surrounded. So I'm excited about this. I'll bring the oil and sheets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have an altar call and prayer line. There you go. When it's over. You're going to hear Dave come hmm, like 12 yeah. times. <laughs> I'll put my dancing shoes on. Song of the day today is, uh, I felt, it felt appropriate based on this whole series we've been doing, but, um, it's from Hillsong. It's called No Other Name, which basically says there is no other name. It's a good song. Definitely check it out. Can I make a suggestion for tomorrow's song? Sure. Ahead of time, because it'll go along with what I'm going to say. Uh, beautiful name. What a beautiful name it is. Oh, yeah. The name of Jesus. All right. God, I miss playing that song. I love that song. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you so Hope much. you guys have a great rest of your week. We'll see you tomorrow that was morning. Quick today, huh? Yeah, it did. Day. It went fast. That was real quick. Never mind. I'm not about to make. All our listeners are like, that didn't I'm actually fast. glad we wrap. We're wrapping up a couple minutes early because I got to go write notes for make it happen because I'm still trying to get my. That's not till noon today. I know. I are still got to put. No, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Thank right. you guys for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer Group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.